0: Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Locked On Red Wings. You the
1: You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part
0: of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast for a Wednesday episode. It is November 24th, 2021. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, Scotty.
0: Yeah, man. Looking forward to it.
1: Uh, it's a big bar night. You going out drinking or attempting to?
0: Uh, we'll see if I can find a... Uh, we're, we're trying to find like a like an outdoor patio situation because I'm not trying to be with all the, the COVID numbers going back up. I'm not trying to be crammed in a in a tiny-ass little bar, but we're, we're trying to figure something out. We'll see.
1: Well, and good luck even finding a bar to begin with where you can even order a drink. I went out one year with my roommates, and we got into a bar, and it was just shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder, this is before COVID. Shoulder-to-shoulder, shoulder, could not even get to the bar to order a drink. We finally got one drink, and we were like, that's it. We need to go. And we, we just we ended up coming home and got slammed in our apartment. Just like, it, like we, we tried it. We're good for the rest of our lives at this point.
0: <laughs> no, no, I feel you. It's definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's an event. Yes. It's an event to say the least. Yeah.
1: Um, we do have a few things to talk about. Uh, before that, I do want to make the, we want to thank you guys for making the lockdown Red Wings podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available across all platforms um, I'm your host, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is the other host here, Scotty Bentley, also host of On Tigers. Probably should have said that at the top, but a lot of our listeners are returning. They should know that by now. Um, we have an injury update on two players. We have an AHL update, and then we have a St. Louis Blues preview. So a packed show for an off, se- off day. Uh, let's lead off with this injury update, Scotty. Stephen Mitchell's and Mitchell Stevens. Wow, Stephen Mitchell's. Mitchell Stevens, I remember making that same mistake he a lot. It, I know. I remember making that same mistake a lot when uh, they traded for him. And I thought I was good. I thought I was solid. Because he's got two first names. He's got two first names. Uh, but Mitchell Stevens.
0: Steven. I might call him Steven Mitchells just from here on out. Steven Mitchells. No.
1: Uh, <laughs> Mitchell Stevens, God bless his soul is uh, out until after the Olympic break with a back injury. And Troy Stetcher had successful wrist surgery. He's been out for the last few weeks. They haven't really said what it ha- has been, but now it's clearly some kind of wrist injury. He's out until after the Olympic break as well. So that's two holes in your lineup. One you've obvi- obviously already filled with um, Joe Valeno. And the other hole we've filled with the guy who's the odd man out in the defensive court and Jordan Osterlea. Uh, going forward, but I'm looking ahead towards the long-term impact that this could have on the team is now you have Troy Stetcher, who honestly hasn't had that great of a season thus far, but was a prime trade candidate now is out until, you know, after the Olympic break, same with Mitchell Stevens, who was like, you know, bottom six forward wasn't amazing wasn't horrible out until after the Olympic break. So that's going to have an impact on this team going forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The I mean, we talk about it all the time. Depth matters, man. And uh, and even when you have dudes that are are getting bottom pair minutes like these two guys have been uh, most of the season, you're you're st- the the removal of them still causes a, a chain reaction of then other people having to step up in roles that they have not been playing. So even though it seems minuscule, and I'm not trying to make this sound like it's it's the biggest deal in the world either, but it's uh, even though it seems minuscule on the surface, these kind of uh, these kind of transactions and and injuries and stuff that happens, or that happen, matter. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of cope with it. I I would imagine, Valeno is going to get a spike in minutes, and that Giovanni Smith is not going to get healthy like three out of every four games. Yeah, anymore. every single imagine, game. <laughs> right. I would imagine that that would be the immediate response, but uh, I, I don't know. Yeah,
1: so, Troy is a guy who I always felt comfortable in the bottom pairings. So, even though this season he's, you know, not producing offensively, which you don't really expect him to. He's one of those guys who, if you notice him, it's usually for the bad reasons, but most nights you don't notice him, so you know he's doing his job. And, with him out that leaves a hole in the bottom pair that or is going to try and fill. But even though he's having a bad year, possession, possession metrics wise, I'm still going to be like a little uneasy without him back there, especially going forward towards the trade deadline, but it's going to give Australia that chance to slide and improve himself as an everyday defenseman. As far as uh, Mitchell Stevens goes, as I make sure I say that right, Uh, (laughs) as far as Mitchell Stevens goes, um, you know, he, he didn't really, he never, he hasn't even gotten his first goal yet with the Red Wings. He has four assists and 16 games played. I never really felt like he made that big of an impact in the lineup. And obviously we never wish for a player to get hurt and I hope they can get healthy soon. Um, but I feel like this is a good opportunity. Like you were saying for Joe Valeno to prove himself, we were talking about how he's going to be the first guy called up every time. Well, now he's going to be up. He's going to be all, essentially an everyday or in this lineup until Mitchell Stevens comes back. Now he has until after the Olympic break to prove himself as an everyday player on this team. And I hope he, he takes that opportunity to run with it because now he's going to finally get those NHL minutes. We were, or we were both, you know, wanting so badly for him.
0: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, we talked about it when we did kind of a Valeno breakdown when he first got called up, but this is, uh, this this is the time. This is the time to shine. He he will get. You know he's not going to play 20 minutes a night or anything. But uh, he'll go from whatever he was getting the the last few games, uh, 11. That'll probably spike up to the to the mid teens, 14, 15 ish minutes. Well, maybe 15 is a little maybe too high, but you know 14 ish, give or take a minute on there, um and and get some real opportunities to make something happen and and some consistently. I mean he's going to be there now through the Olympic break. So that, I mean, this is, you know, don't want anyone to ever get hurt, but this is a, an opportunity for him to get some consistent playing time. At least
1: next man up, right. Next man up,
0: next man up, baby. Next man up. The defense is also interesting. The defense um, has been horrible <laughs> recently, recently, but for sure. And, and um with not, not that Stetcher was getting uh again, not, not that he was, you know, getting like top line or even top four minutes or anything, but, um, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see the kind of carousel that happens with uh, the bottom line D pairing now that he's gone.
1: So, yeah, who's to say, Scotty, that in regards to Joe Valeno, too, that he might he's probably going to get the bulk of his minutes at the bottom six, but now it's going to be an everydayer. And with the state of the team and as the reality that it is, who's to say every once in a while he doesn't get, you know, top six minutes just to get him more... Uh, reps in that position because I do think his ceiling is still top six. He's only got three points in eight games played but hell, that's he's got one less point in half as many games than Mitchell Stevens does. So he's already proven himself to be able to produce more than the guy who's hurt. And I, I, Again, not wishing anything bad on the guy who gets hurt but it's a good opportunity for Joe Valeno and hopefully he can rise to the occasion. As far as the defensive core goes, I that is still the biggest weakness on this team. Well, there's a lot of weaknesses on this team. <laughs> Anything pretty much below the top line on the Fords. The depth scoring has been an issue. Defensive, defensive zone has been an issue, you know, outside of like cider and Nick Letty's been pretty good. But I mean, there's, there's a lot of holes on this team and I don't think that. Stetcher or Osterle or Veleno or Stevens, no matter who's in the lineup, is necessarily going to be a fix you know, but the team's definitely better with one player and not the other.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and it's, uh, I, I, I'll be interested in seeing on, on both sides of the puck with the, with the bottom line, uh, forwards, bottom six forwards, I guess. And with the, the bottom line D pairing, kind of the, cause we all know, and we've talked about a billion times how much, Blasio loves to mix and match lines, and, and I'm interested in seeing the opportunities that he's going to put. I, I guess specifically Valeno, but really everybody, um, and, and how this could. And, and Valeno's been up, and, and you know, Stevens has has been not not playing for a little bit now, so it's not it's not fresh for us. But um, uh, you know, as Valeno's minutes get higher and higher, I'll be interested. And seeing kind of how he's he's mixed in, maybe get some special teams work or something like that. I don't know. It'll it'll definitely be an interesting uh, an interesting while again through the Olympic break. I mean, it's it's uh, consistent playing time. That's what we wanted, and and now it's just at the NHL level instead of the AHL level.
1: Yeah, and he's gotten as high as sixteen minutes um, in recent games. The, the win in Buffalo, he got fifteen minutes and fifty five seconds, and so it's usually a range between ten minutes. up to 16 minutes so he can get he's getting good ice time and good minutes on depending on the matchup so it'll be interesting to see what he does with that and um we're going to continue kind of talking in this regard we kind of transitioned away from talking about the injuries into talking about joe valeno uh as we tend to do talk about the players we like to talk uh look forward to uh, when we come back, we're going to give you a Grand Rapids-Gryphons update and kind of talk about now that Joe Valeno is up, who the next men up could be. Because there are a couple guys who have been playing pretty well in Grand Rapids um, as that team you know, gets out to a pretty good start down there. Um, but before that, i got to talk to you guys about Bilt Bar. I love Thanksgiving. All of the good food and treats and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's perfect time for Bilt Bars. Bilt Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Bilt Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut Bilt Bar, or go for a raspberry Bilt Bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat. High protein, covered in a 100% real chocolate. Now, New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. is the best-looking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. All right, Scotty, now that Joe Valeno has tra- kind of transitioned, at least for the next few months, from being next man up to just the man up, uh, you know, who are our real options in Grand Rapids for the real next man up? And there are a few solid options, And as we want to kind of give you an AHL update as, in a, as a whole. And there are three players who directly are playing pretty damn good hockey right now. And that's Taro Hirose, who we've seen on the NHL level before, Riley Barber, and uh, a much looked forward to Jonathan Bergeron. And even Chase Pearson, to a degree, has been playing pretty good. But I really want to focus first and foremost, Scotty, on Jonathan Bergeron down there at the AHL level. He's really seemed to heat up in recent games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, the that top three of Hiroshi Barber, and Bergerin has has been uh, has been pretty nice with it this season. And Hiroshi over a point a game, over a point a game for Taro Hiroshi? We, we, I mean, fantastic. You know, twelve of them are assists, but eh, no difference to me. I don't care. Hey, a point's a uh, point, right? Yeah, a points a point, baby. Uh, no, I mean that's obviously a great sign, and especially when. Again, we have this uh, the, when this like next man up mentality is so needed with depth, especially once you get into the thick of the season and you have now we have two people hurt. So now if any of the people that are stepping up to replace the people that are hurt, get hurt, we're going to have to dig back to the well even deeper. So it's, it's nice to see. I mean, I'll, I'll gladly call up a dude that's averaging an over, over a point a game in the AHL if, uh, if need be.
1: Yeah, and Taro Hirose, um, you know, I I, I, I kind of mentioned it before we began recording, but I feel like he's beginning to fall in that, like, quadruple A player category, uh, you know, as I use baseball slang here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never going to be a guy who's going to get consistent reps on an NHL team, but he's going to always kind of be that guy you can call up when you need him, kind of like a Brian Lashoff for all those years. A guy who you could, you could rely on to play a few games at the NHL level, but in the end, you were going to send him back down to the AHL. And I feel like that's what we're seeing out of Taro who's Like you said, got 15 points in 14 games played, uh, 12 of those being assists. Not every player has to be a goal scorer. The team needs a playmaker, and he has been that playmaker for the Grand Rapids Griffins so far this season. So, I mean, what I, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to him, you know, Getting called up if an injury were to happen because you know he's somebody who can eat minutes on the bottom, you know, you know, <laughs> eat, eat minutes on the bottom six lines.
0: No, absolutely, and and like you said, I mean, I, you know, for a for a depth piece, I don't really care if it's goal or an assist. Like obviously, you know, you you love a goal scorer down there, but I'll gladly take someone who's who's not afraid to 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 share the sugar. I mean, that's that's fine. I'll I'll gladly take that. And uh, Bergeron has also obviously been someone that we've been. Kind of, I think Wings fans have kind of circled him and uh, been talking about him for a minute now, and the possibility of him coming up. Five and five in 14 games, not bad. Five goals, five assists in 14. That's that's not bad at all. He could again be somebody else that, if if uh, if another opening for whatever reason gets gets opened up at the NHL level, could be somebody that they go to.
1: Yeah, and that a Berger and somebody we talked about a few weeks ago. I remember uh, we had that conversation about who to call up if the, the worst case scenario were to happen and all these players are to be out. And since then, since that moment, we were talking about the time, like, yeah, he's had an okay season so far, but you know, he's not looking quite ready yet, and we don't want him to like sit on the bench with the Detroit. Since then he's really really come alive. He only had one point in his first five games, but since then He has really exploded out in the scene. He had a goal and assist on the 30th, a goal on the 31st, a goal on the 5th, an assist on the 6th, 12th, 13th, went silent for two games before coming out on the 20th with two more goals. I mean, the bulk of his points, you know, eight of his 10 points have come since like October 30th. In the last 30 days is when his offense has really come alive. And that's the, you know, that's what you want to see out of a guy. Like you said, and it's Red Wings fans, ourselves included, have circled him as like, this is a guy who we expect to be on the NHL roster if not next year the year after at the very latest. Like he is the next man up in regards to actually being a legitimate NHL player. And it's reassuring to see that he has come alive this month and hopefully he can continue to carry that over as we as it goes on.
0: So with this month's production from him um do you think he do you think there's a universe where he could get called up without anyone else getting hurt or traded or anything?
1: I think the most probable situation where that were to happen, if we're excluding injuries or trades, mm-hmm. were to be like if it's near the end of the season and they get his like nine games in. So that like they did with Zadina sure. a few years ago, like they do with every prospect that's about ready. Yeah, they mean yeah. they did it with like Harosi too. Um, he's shooting. His shooting percentage right now is unsustainable though. And you know how I'm a big fan of shooting percentages. That and Corsi, right, I love to bring up. He's shooting 23.8% down there in Grand Rapids. Now, I get that sometimes it's inflated for guys who are clearly NHL talents, who are playing on an AHL roster, but 23.8% is insanely high. So I doubt that's going to sustain. He's probably having a hot month. It'll probably, you know, peter out a little bit. But he still had an insane month here in Grand Rapids uh, of in November. And hopefully he can carry some some semblance of that consistency with him the rest of the season and really prove himself to be a guy who's ready to be on the team by the end of the season, or the guy who's ready to be on the team by the start of next year.
0: Do you think that's possible? How, What do you What do you think the odds of him starting off the, on the team next year are?
1: Um, that
0: depends.
1: I don't want to sit on the fence. Everyone hates a fence sitter.
0: No, I, um, I like. I, that's why I asked. <laughs> no, it's a good question. I'm I'm also on the fence. I mean, like. If we go out there and make a splash in free agency, he's probably down there again. But if, if we exactly. have a free agency that's similar to the one we just had, I could see him starting off on, on the fourth line.
1: That's exactly kind of where I was going with it. It, it all depends on what off season moves are made. And you know, just like everything with this Red Wings team, we got a lot of players who are gonna come off the books, especially for in the forward group. He plays he's technically a left wing left wing, but can play right wing as well. I know our left wing depth right now is pretty pretty thick, I believe. Um so you're going to have to replace one of those guys or transition him back to right wing to really clear up a slot for him on the forward group. But I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, like, I, I can't say that anymore because I said it was in, next to impossible that Raymond was going to make the starting night roster. And then Verana broke his shoulder or something like that along those lines. And then he just, Raymond played himself onto the roster and they cut Bobby Ryan. Like, it does happen. And I'm not saying it won't happen, I guess it, it it all depends on free agency, but if it like you said, Scotty, I guess I have to agree with you. If it's a similar offseason as it was this past offseason, I could see him making the roster starting now next season.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Obviously, I I, I think so too. You I, agree I think with your your own take? <laughs> yeah, I agree with my own take. I, uh, I I I really do. I really do think that next year, if if he if if he has a you know, all dependent on his the rest of his production this year too, obviously, but. I, I I would not be shocked at all if he was you know a uh, uh, nice little fourth line winger for us going into next season.
1: Yeah, and the, the last the last guy we kind of wanted to touch on too with the Grand Rapids Griffin who has been playing pretty good. Is uh, Riley Barber, career AHL guy. Um, he's got 11 points in 14 games played, six assists, five goals. Um, I I don't see it, barring an injury again. I he's probably just another quadruple A player, so to speak. If for an sure. injury were to happen, he'd probably be one of those guys they call up to fill a role if it's like a day-to-day thing. Call him up, replace him. Exactly. But he's off to a pretty – he's been consistent. That's the thing about Riley Barber that we can't say so much about Taro Horosi or Jonathan Berger. Is he's been consistent throughout the entire season. Like, he'll get a point pretty much every other game, and then he'll have a game where he has two points. There was a stretch of three games – where he had two points, and that was part of a larger stretch of six games, uh, a larger stretch of a six-game point streak. And so, minus, if you take out the last three games where he hasn't registered a point, he has gotten a point in almost every single game. So, not saying like, oh, watch out, here comes Riley Barber, but you don't want to give credit where credit's due. He's had a pretty impressive season so far down there in Grand Rapids as they're a, a middling team on the standings right now. I believe they're like fourth or fifth. In their uh, in their division at the moment, uh, fourth to be exact, with a win percentage of four thir- uh, 536. 15 points in fourteen games played. So you know, just wanted to give him a quick little shout out. Like you know, good job, Barber.
0: Yeah, got some big ups. Yeah, like again, like you know, probably a a career AHLer, but if, if he can come up and, and fill a role for a couple of days, if need be, sure, baby. Nice season, big ups. Yeah, I mean,
1: outside of those three players, I guess if you want to look at the goaltending core, you know Calvin Pickard's playing out of his mind down there in Grand Rapids with a save percentage of 9.30. But we know what Calvin Pickard is at the NHL level. We've seen it. Not saying that late bloomers don't occur. Like maybe this will be the year he turns it on. But uh, we 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 are aware what Calvin Pickard is, so we're we're not going to like get too hype on the 9.30 save percentage down there in Grand
0: Rapids. Hey, we'll take it though.
1: Again, we'll take it. There's nothing wrong with that being a career age. That's still, still like the second best league in the world. Like, or top five Absolutely. at the very least. I mean, that's, that's a fantastic way of going about it. So that's going to do it for a Grand Rapids Griffin update. Just wanted to give you guys a little insight on how some of those players are performing down there. Uh, when we come back, we're going to preview the St. Louis Blues matchup. That is tonight as the Red Wings will try and again... An attempt to break their losing streak, but before that, I got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.ag. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means: football. And nothing goes better with football than turkeying and betting and watching the Lions lose to a backup quarterback again. (sighs) BetOnline has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, they are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. There's an
0: old man
1: sitting next to me, made love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> All right, Scotty, segment three here, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Let's preview this St. Louis Blues matchup. They are second in the Central Division, a record of 10, 6, and 2. And uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup. Like, thankfully, it's after three days of rest for the Detroit Red Wings, it's at home and... The last team to be on a four-game losing skid and having their fourth game be a loss to the Arizona Coyotes was the St. Louis Blues. Their next game out got a victory. So I think, Scotty, that that is a very good omen for us Detroit Red Wings fans that maybe, since we are on a four-game losing skid and our fourth loss was against the lowly Coyotes, that this game, has to be the game we win.
0: I uh, I already said last week that this one was giving me oracle vibes. That's vibe. right,
1: you did.
0: I did. And it's it's time. I'm oracling this game. This is a dub. This it, is this is a this is a win.
1: There would be nothing more fitting than to lose to the Dallas Stars, to lose to the Arizona Coyotes who are like the worst team in the league this season and then go out and beat the St. Louis Blues play up to your opponent as they have done a few times this season and beat the St. Louis Blues at home and then further vindicate and validate your status as the Oracle
0: the Oracle baby we ride we ball the, the only thing that honestly really scares me is um, that the Blues power play unit has been ignorant I mean just absolutely preposterous ignorant in a good way Yes, yeah dude that I mean they're they're it's like pushing thirty percent I mean it's 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 pretty nuts um so that with our uh with our bottom ten penalty kill doesn't give me a whole bunch of confidence but um at Just don't even take strength, penalties. yeah, fair and, and like I mean at full strength where we have uh well we've had three off days in a row now i mean i'm i'm feeling good about it i really am and uh i i think that this is a game this this is very much a unconventional get right game for the boys
1: yeah <laughs> unconventional to say the least and they're they're a team that is just they got so many guys they got performers up and down their lineup they uh You know, Cairo, who's got 18 points in 18 games. They got Perron. Freaking David Perron. Where the hell has he come from in the recent seasons? Like, that was a guy that teams were giving up on. And now he's out here with 17 points in 18 games. Thomas with 15 points. or Sorry, 17 points in 18 games. Vladimir Taransenko, after injuries, people were giving up on him. He's out here playing insane as well. He's got 16 points in 18 games. Tory crew keeps rolling 10 points in 13 games. I mean, just...
0: Remember when he was almost, well, I don't think he was ever actually close to being a win, but remember when the fan base wanted him to be a wing? Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he was a free agent. Uh, was that just last year? Or was that two years? ago? I, think it was,
1: I don't know. It was COVID was weird. I think it was two se- off seasons ago. I remember because a buddy of mine kept telling me Tory crew was going to come to Detroit. I'm like, no, he's not because Detroit is not in a spend mode right now. Why would they dump up a ton of salary on a guy when they're not ready to compete yet? Yeah. Of course uh, I was
0: right. You know, got to validate. (laughs) Um, Shen is also day to day. So that'll be, uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on for, but he's literally the only person on their entire injury report and he's day to day. So we'll be facing uh, uh, either close to or at full strength team there. Yeah. Goaltending
1: has been Jordan Bennington. Has been pretty solid for them as well. 279 goals against uh, average. With a save percentage of 914. Which is right around what. Uh, you know. Nedelkovic. Uh, N- I almost said Nemesnikov. Nemesnikov ain't putting up the pads. Uh, not yet. Uh, right around where Nedelkovic is floating at the moment. So they got solid goaltending. Which we knew Bennington. Even though he's a little insane. I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago. When he swung his stick. At Kadri. But uh. You know, that's a solid goaltender, a solid forward core. Defensive core is good, too. I mean, they're just—I mean, it's a team that won the Stanley Cup two years ago. I mean, this is just a, a cup-contending hockey team. So it's going to be a tough matchup for the Detroit Red Wings. But I think we got everything in our favor. Home game, three days of rest. You know, they tend to play up to opponents. And the last time a team was on a four-game losing streak and lost to the Coyotes at the end of that streak— they won their next game. You oracled it.
0: Literally, it, I mean, we can't lose. We can't lose. It's a guarantee. Throw the house on it, baby. Let's go. Um, Throw the <laughs> house on it. It's, it it's, it's all but a guarantee. The oracle greater than Nostradamus. <laughs> we still
1: got to yes uh, get you guys in the ring together.
0: Yeah, I, I, I. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want those. I bought it. He doesn't want it uh um my lord he talk big and then we'd be looking at each other in the ring and yeah
1: any final thoughts on the st louis Blues, scotty it's a win it's a dub
0: it's all i got it's you a know, win
1: you know memes aside i do think it's gonna be a real tough matchup for the detroit red wings but if anything this season they've proved that you cannot predict whether or not they're gonna win or lose on a day-to-day basis Yes, and we predict everything correctly. So one hundred percent. We, you know what, too, and you even said like, I don't know how to feel about the Coyotes. Like, I can't, you know, Garrett, I can't oracle a win. And of course, you were you were smart not to because they ended up losing. But then, in that same episode, you said, "I'm feeling it with the St. Louis Blues, though. I got the tingles."
0: Yeah, I got. I, I it's like it's like a spidey sense, you know. Yeah. But it's the oracle sense. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's going to be a tough matchup, but with three days off at home, I think you you have some things in your favor to snap that losing streak. Um, Before we let you go, I do have to thank you guys for making Locked on Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Um, Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Brian Fisher nine seven one. He's at Bentley Scotty. Um, be back with you guys tomorrow with a game recap. Hopefully a win. We've had so many losses to talk about. We need something encouraging to talk about. We need a St. Louis Blues win. We'll be back with you tomorrow with a recap of that. Same time, same place to your team every day.
0: Every day.